Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, May 17th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I gotta say, uh, Thursday was one of the weirdest theater news days that I have uh, seen in, in quite a while. There was a lot of things where I just was like, huh? Really? What? It's a lot of things that I had to double check to make sure that I was not going crazy. And good news, bad news. I am going crazy. I'm practically already there. But all of these news pieces were real. Uh, so make of it what you will. But uh, it's the middle of Tony season and we got stuff that just don't make no sense. If only there were some sort of 15 minute podcast that could wrap it all up into a neat bow. I mean, if there's some crazy people that want to do that five days a week for three plus years, more power to them. That's just nuts. Mm-hmm. All right. First up in the news, Elton John confirms work on a different Tammy Faye Baker musical. Yeah. Sorry, Cheno. Um, so just over a week after we told you about a new writing team joining the Tammy Faye Baker musical that Kristen Chenoweth had long been attached to. Remember, it was the Tootsie team of David Yazbek and Robert Horn. Last night, the Daily Mail's Baz Bama Boy reported that Elton John confirmed to him that the Rocket Man himself, along with Jake Shears of the Scissor Sisters, also did a stint as Charlie in Kinky Boots, along with playwright James Graham, were working on a different musical version of the televangelist's life. According to Baz, this one seems to be a lot further along than Cheno's version because they've already had a reading, are planning on a full workshop later this year before a planned London opening in the middle of next year. So there's we've got these two conflicting Tammy Faye Baker musicals. And then as I'm following along on the Twitter machine, um, I see uh, mildly bitter Nicole Saratori's Twitter feed. She mentions this and then someone else tells her that there is actually already a musical based on the lives of Tammy Faye and Jim Baker called Miracle City. It's a bit fictionalized, kind of like uh, Dream Girls and the and the Supremes, but the main characters are clearly inspired by Jimmy, Jim and Tammy Faye. Um, it was originally produced in Australia in 1996 with some funding help from one Cameron McIntosh. It's had a few small revivals uh, in the land down under in recent years. But um, we we also learned last week that Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield are doing a movie version um, of Tammy Faye Baker's life, not a musical, but a movie version. So we've got three musicals, an upcoming movie. Bernadette Peters played her in a TV movie, I think, in the 90s. So what the hell is going on here, James? Like, I remember the Bakers uh, from when I was a kid. But what is it about this story that, that, that makes people want to dramatize it and musicalize it? it? I mean, it seems fairly operatic, I guess. But it's just like we're on a little bit of a Tammy Faye overload here right now i think it's because she was so colorful and and it's oh, it, it, oh right. that was that a makeup joke james was that were you <laughs> were you making a joke about her makeup <laughs> well the tammy face show could be sponsored by mac couldn't it you know <laughs> maybelline yeah, yeah. Whatever. oil of olay hmm yeah. <laughs> i don't know so uh, i'm interested you know we had the uh, wild party fights 20 years ago, so yeah. the Tammy Fabe fights uh, coming up in the 2020s. Phantom. Yeah, Phantom yeah, as Phantom well, fights. multiple Phantoms. In the and... 80s and 90s. Oh, don't worry. We're going to have another fight like this coming up later in the show. All right, let's get on to it. Next up in the news, Off Center announces casting for next month's Working. 
yeah, James, the weird news is going to continue here. Um, obviously, we knew that this was going to get casting because it had been already announced. So that's not the weird part. The ensemble is filled with a bunch of great Broadway talent. Not weird either. But there is one name in this company list that sticks out like a sore thumb. And now, not necessarily uh, like in a bad way, although most sore thumbs are bad, but in a, wait, she's in this? Like that person? kind of way um the first up encores off centers production of the musical based on studs turkle's uh non-fiction classic will run at city center from june 26th my birthday through the 29th the musical which features songs by stephen schwartz craig carnelia mickey grant mary rogers susan birkenhead james taylor and lin-manuel miranda will be directed by ann kaufman and include a cast of andrea burns Mateo Ferro, David Garrison, Christopher Jackson, Javier Munoz, Tracy Toms, and Helen Hunt. Yes, that Helen Hunt in her first professional musical role of her career. And yes, I am talking about the Helen Hunt that won four Primetime Emmy Awards for Mad About You, won an Academy Award for As Good As It Gets, and is now a regular um, TV show director she is going to make her professional musical theater debut in working. Uh, and now, James, I grew up uh, obsessed with the working cast album. That and Godspell were like the first two albums that like my family really got into. So I know all these songs. I ran a follow spot for a production of working when I was in high school because uh, uh, as soon as my baseball season ended, the musical was. So I ran the follow spot. I've seen regional and college production of this show. Um, so I love, love, love working. But this is kind of surprising um but really cool too like i i'm down with this this is what off center is for do shows that don't get a ton of regular productions and bring in folks that uh uh you know that might not otherwise be up for doing full-scale musicals she could slip in under the radar and get an egot out of this you know, working gets a lot of positive off-center buzz, turns into uh, a small production that transfers to Broadway. All of a sudden, they make a cast recording, and Helen gets in a Tony nomination, and she gets a Tony and a Grammy, and she's egotting. She she could. She's also got some Golden Globes in there, too. I mean, you remember I mentioned Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote yeah. some songs for this. Um, that, that happened um, – uh, not I mean, about eight years ago on the heels of in the heights he wrote some songs for um an updated version that played at the asoyolo uh, rep down here in florida then played in london they actually did make a cast recording uh, of the london version so anything lynn related is pretty hot right now and obviously there's a number of former lynn uh collaborators andrea burns christopher jackson javier munoz um i feel like he's worked with tracy thomas before maybe not but um uh you know so hey anything can happen uh, we don't see off-center shows come to broadway very often but we have seen it in the past you know what's not so hot for lynn <laughs> this next story this next story hamilton announces a hamilton what did you get this right it is right. I it told is you, right. it's weird. This is real. It's crazy. It's very yes. weird. Okay. I'll just read it as it's written. Three parentheses. Hamilton announces closing closing date for Chicago production. Hmm. Again, James, very weird to hear the words Hamilton and closing in the same sentence, unless the words is never comes in between <laughs> them. But yesterday, producers announced that the Chicago sit-down production will close on January 5th of 2020. The Second City run began performances all the way back in sept on September 27th of 2016. When it does eventually close, it will have played 1,341 shows. Reportedly, the show will have played to 2.6 
million people by the time it closes. That's almost as many people as live in Chicago. That's 2.7 million people. Um, those audiences will include over 32,000 Chicago public school students and teachers just via their Eduham program. In the press release, producer Jeffrey Seller teased, quote, we'll be back. And with 19 national tours, I'm sure that they will be eventually uh, in the Windy City back maybe 2021 or 22. Now, James, what's interesting to me is that this lasted this long in Chicago, because unlike with other long running sit downs, Hamilton still toured fairly close to Chicago in ways that wouldn't have happened in the past and definitely didn't happen the last time Chicago had a major sit down production of a new musical, which we'll talk about here in a second. But during the Chicago run, the show will have also played in Detroit, Indianapolis, Madison, Milwaukee, Appleton, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati and others, which in the days of the Wicked sit down production, which ran and slightly longer than this Hamilton one will have run, those would be off limits. The the show was not allowed to, Wicked, was not allowed to tour anywhere closer than St. Louis, by, which is another place that Hamilton has played, um, during the time that Wicked was in Chicago. So it, it, it has continued to do pretty well, despite the fact that People didn't have to travel all the way to Chicago to be able to see it. They could they did have opportunities to see it closer. Uh, but anyway, James, with a second uh, San Francisco multi-month sit down currently playing before heading back down to Los Angeles for another multi-month sit down. Uh, I don't think that this is closing. Uh, I don't think that this closing means that interest in Hamilton is waning. I just think that this one's run its course. They will go ahead and keep running all the tours across the country. I would not be surprised if we started to see more international productions uh, as well. And uh, I, I, I just see more and more Hamilton coming up. But it is still very weird to see Hamilton in closing in the same sentence. Uh, talk for talk about Wicked for a second. Have you ever seen, uh, you know, y- your back office with all your uh, red string and tapes and yes. and yes, yes, maps yes. and things like that? David Stone's office with the maps of the world and Wicked and mm-hmm. pins and things like that stuck into the maps that I'm sure that there was some sort of seance uh, thing <laughs> spread around Chicago to prevent the penetration of the 200-mile sphere of influence of Chicago in David's yeah. Uh, maps. Yeah, and yeah. coincidentally, the first time I saw Wicked was uh, in Chicago, where I was living at the time. Uh, my first job out of college was in Chicago. Saw the great Stephanie J. Block and Kendra Kasselbaum uh, in the uh, in the witches' roles. So that was fun. That's when you were pole dancing, right? <laughs> no, but it is when I had hair. Oh, okay. All right, what do we have in other news? Uh, All right. Last evening, the producers of Tootsie announced that the Tony-nominated musical will embark on a national tour from Buffalo beginning in the fall of 2020. Exact dates, cities, and casting is obviously still to come. But they also announced that productions of the show will be coming to London, Australia, and Japan, including going from Tokyo and then on a tour of Japan as well, and that will actually be a Japanese language production. The original West End production of Tootsie is expected to open in 2021. We also learned yesterday that The Pink Unicorn, the one-woman show starring Tony winner Alice Ripley, has extended through June 2nd. The show is playing at the Episcopal Actors Guild. And finally, Michael Riedel published a column in the New York Post last night about the new musical version of Cinderella, which we've talked about before, that Andrew Lloyd Webber, David Zippel, and UK actress and writer Emerald Fennell are working on. 
Riedel reports that we are in the midst of a uh, of a run of three VIP only showcases of the work at ALW's The Other Palace in London. The private performances ran Wednesday and Thursday, and then another one is scheduled for tonight. In this new version of the fairy tale, Prince Charming is gay and Cinderella doesn't need a prince to complete her. Of the piece, Riedel writes, writes, quote, The score is Lloyd Webber at his most melodic. Zippel's lyrics are funny and Fennel's script witty and poignant, uh, evoking, one person says, the best of the classic Disney movies. Apparently, so many theatrical heavy hitters wanted to come that they had to create a wait list and keep some people outside. But there's no word on whether the show is actually heading to the stage at all, as Riedel reports that there's a possibility of it becoming a Netflix series instead. Uh, James, at this rate, I don't know who's going to have more musicals about them, Cinderella or Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, It seems like we're in a bit of a running here. But, um, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber proved that he could still write a hit show with School of Rock. Um, And and I, I think this is really interesting to kind of see what becomes of this and where they go. Obviously, if Andrew Lloyd Webber wants to open this uh, in London, he could probably do that. If he wants to open it in New York, he could probably do that. If he wants to take it to Netflix or maybe even NBC, uh, who did Jesus Christ Superstar, as Riedel notes in his um, in his article, he could probably do that, too. So uh, I'm interested to hear what the next step for this one is. But anyway, if you want more information on this or any of the stories in today's show, please check out the show notes or at BroadwayRadio.com. I'm excited. I'm a big fan of David Zippel, and I just haven't seen anything that he's done in so many years. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. And and again, Zippel was originally supposed to write the lyrics for Cheno's Tammy Faye Baker musical. Hmm. Closing the loop. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. There may be something in this feed tomorrow from me. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to try, but just keep your eyes and ears out for uh, um, a slightly theatrically tangential interview. It's going to probably be my most non-theatery interview for Broadway Radio, but it's a Broadway alum, so it counts, James. All right. My name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. Uh, Maybe Matt will be in the feed tomorrow. Maybe not. But Michael Portantier, Peter Felicia, and I will be on this week on Broadway on Sunday. And uh, we might be talking about a controversial topic. We still haven't decided yet. We're not. Uh, But if not, uh, we'll still have our regular reviews. And then Matt and I will be back and talk with you on Monday. And we're both full of teases today. (laughs) What's the controversial topic?